Hey there, this is a shortlist podcast on iTunes, Omni or whatever platform you listen to your potties on. We usually hang out with you from 4pm every Sunday on Sin 90.7. However, we're taking all our bits and pieces and popping them online for your convenience. We are Gloria and Ro and we're here to introduce you to all your new favourite artists. Hell yeah we are. We're digging into the inspirations, motivations and stories behind the bands on the way up. So come along for the ride. It's great to have you here. It is time to move on and profile our next artist tonight. Uh, it is Kirkland, um, Daniel Kirkland. He's a Canberra-based rapper. Um, he toys with a lot of different genres and creates some hip-hop with soulful, dynamic and lyrical motives. Like, he takes a lot of care into crafting his lyrics. Uh, he teamed up uh, with producer Cam Bluff about a year ago, but uh, he's been releasing music for roughly the last two years, so he has been around for a little while. Uh, if you haven't heard his name yet, I'm sure you will. Um, this uh, little bit of, I guess... Nugget. N- this nugget, yes. <laughs> i got to keep on using the word nugget. It's, it's going to become our radio <laughs> word. Um, is uh, Kirkland explaining how he first got interested in music? So, yeah, his mother listened to a lot of funk and soul when he was younger. He was always around, like, Aretha Franklin and, um, you know, all these different voices with his mom just playing the music in the background. Um, Around the age of nine, he discovered hip-hop and an artist which has inspired him for, you know, for pretty much the rest of his life, career, what have you, uh, Lupe Fiasco. Um, He also talks about growing up in the Canberra music scene and how that has influenced him. You know how Melbournes are like Melburnians? Is it like Canberrans or anything like that? Yeah, Camborans. Camborans. So let's kind of like take things all the way back. Definitely. What age did you start becoming interested in music? Like, has it been a part of your life the whole time? Um, Yeah, well, I think when I was like really young growing up, my mother was really into like um, old school funk and soul and things like that, like Aretha Franklin um, Joan Armour Trading, artists like that. Um, Earth, Wind & Fire came into play pretty quickly. So yeah, um, old artists like that. And then I think around nine was when hip-hop started to seep in. Um, but it was with the kind of like, the kind of cocky hip-hop, like Nelly and um, Ying Yang Twins and shit like that. So I, I grew up off, off that initially. And I was kind of, I wasn't really taken with that style of hip-hop. I thought it was a bit too like, a bit too heavy on materialism and stuff like that. I didn't really think it was very good. Um, but then I heard uh, Lupe's Food & Liquor when I was in um year five i think in 2005 around 2003 around then my cousin gave me that record and that's kind of what set the hip-hop thing in motion because that was the most like creative abstract product i've ever heard and it really showed me that hip-hop can be a lot more poetic and a lot more meaningful and that's what set me on um you know a more lyrical path i wanted to bring in more sincere and intricate lyricism and i think that that project showed me that initially so yeah since then my taste has been evolving since but it was mainly that album that, that switched me into hip-hop properly and uh shout out to my cousin for doing that you know that was a good good turn yeah, cool. Yeah. So it was records like that which helped you kind of begin to gravitate more to, I mean, you'd always, always been kind of raised on like funk, soul and I guess yeah. like the, I guess the underlying themes of hip hop, but Definitely. it wasn't until that record that you really started to gravitate more towards it. And yeah. was it that time that you started to kind of create your own hip hop music? Definitely. Yeah. I started writing around then when I first heard that record. Cause um, yeah, like I said, it really just showed me what was possible. I had no idea that you could talk like that or be that personal, you know, talking Lupe talking about his parents' divorce through the eyes of a kid who's struggling in school, you know, all the things like that, that I was resonating with at the time. Um, yeah, it was really personal and intricate and it showed me what, what was possible. So I started writing, I actually started writing R and B early on, which was weird. I think I was going through little breakups as a kid and I had, had to find a way of dealing with it. But yeah, it quickly evolved in, into more, um, more intricate and lyrical hip hop. And that's what, what really excited me. 
Um, so I was writing for like, yeah, like I said, since I was probably 11 or 12 um, and it wasn't until I hit 20 and came back from traveling that I really wanted to pursue hip hop more seriously and start, you know, addressing the live sense and actually working on original production and learning mixing and things like that. So it was a really like a quiet hobby for about a decade before I really did anything with it. Um, and I think it took that, that kind of introspective travel trip for me to realize that that's, that was my, my greatest passion probably. So that's that's the big timeline. That's pretty much everything. Yeah. 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 So kind of like spell it, spell it out, I guess, when it comes down to dates. So when did you really start to kind of take things seriously? Like, was it, you know, was it a couple of years ago? Are we talking like five, three? Um, yeah, I'd say the end of 2014 around then. That's when I put out my first like online track. That was the first time anyone ever, ever heard that I liked hip hop or rapped. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a really exciting step. I was actually doing it. Funny story. I was doing it actually because I met Hobson's DJ, um, DJ Hopper at a show. And um, we, we, we talked and we kicked it and he was going to get me to rap on camera for like the backpack sessions they did and post it on their social media, but his camera was broken. So he was like, oh, look, just send me a track instead and we'll go from there. Um, and then I had, didn't have a track. So I was like, fuck. So I went to the studio with a friend down here named Lani. Shout out to Lani. She's an incredible soulful voice, like Nina Simone kind of style. It's really cool. And so we recorded a track together and then um, put that out just for the sake of sending it to him. And then I inadvertently started putting out tracks and people liked them. So we started putting out more and it's been, yeah, been a wave since. Yeah, cool. So, um, a ca- as a Camboran, uh, you've grown <laughs> up in... <laughs> I don't think that's the right term. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, let's, let's just let it go. <laughs> well, how do you feel like growing up in Canberra has influenced you as an artist? Um, I feel like... Well, I, it wasn't until, like, I, I started doing music, the Canberra started to have an impact on me um, in the scene. I think that, like, as soon as I... Because w- growing up in high school, you know, I thought Canberra was a little bit shit and a little bit, like, not much was happening. And that was kind of frustrating because everyone kind of blamed the city for their lack of excitement or their lack of passion or drive, whatever it might be. And I think I fell into that trap a little bit in high school. So it wasn't until I finished when traveling and came back with this kind of new direction um, that I was taking on with, with a creative... Um, endeavor that I started meeting people who were like really passionate about what they did and really supportive of each other in each creative field and um, I just started being surrounded by really exciting invigorated people and that was really cool so I think Canberra didn't really have much of an influence on me as as far as the music growing up it was more the influences I was getting from people like my cousin and from my friends and and mainly from online I was really into American hip-hop mostly Um, but when I started pursuing music they're just like this scene of people was revealed to me and it was a really cool city all of a sudden so I'm really proud to be from there and and to hopefully be contributing more to the culture and shedding more of a light on the kind of creatives we have there because there's definitely a scene bubbling and I think yeah it's just a matter of time as people notice so yeah, absolutely. Um, I was in an interview with fellow Canberrians, uh, ooh. M- ooh, Morning Lisa, uh, just a couple mm. of days ago, and that one of the things that they noted was that they started playing in the Canberra music scene, and it felt kind of um, sheltered than say like the Brisbane, Sydney, or Melbourne music scenes. Okay. But it wasn't in a bad way. It was kind of like a really supportive yeah. environment and gave them a lot of confidence to continue performing. Yeah. Have you felt like the same sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. There was definitely no no deep end for me starting off performing, and um and it's great now being a part of the scene because because bands like them and um and other acts that we have in in EDM and, and DJing and hip hop and everything, everyone's from so many different um ages and genders and cultural backgrounds and everything that it's such a diverse mix of people um who are all really talented. Like we had this this event recently which is called Cream Festival, and they put on these um these trials for artists to come and and apply for the festival and kind of like compete to get the the final spot on the lineup, and about. 
um, 60 people came, 60 acts over three days came and tried out. And I, I didn't know half these acts existed in Canberra. It was really like an opportunity for people to come come forward and, and show what their sets were about. And it was amazing. And I think that, yeah, when, we, when we've all started out in the past, especially me, um, I, I don't know about Sheltered. I think it was more just like people were really um, excited to see what you would do and really supportive, which was sick. Because, um, yeah, I think performing was a pretty daunting prospect early on. But to have people like backing you is, is really nice. It's good. And, um yeah, to have those same people there when you start to overcome things like nerves and have more confidence on the stage and start getting really creative and exploring what you're capable of live, it's really exciting to be on that on that um, that chain together. That's really cool to, to grow um, as a city. You know, it's cool. I like it. So you have a debut EP coming um, quite soon. So it's yeah. going to arrive later this year. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, well, it's... To be honest, it's been hard to like stick with just one style or to have a, f- a fluid range of tracks because we Cam and I attack so many different styles and we reference so many different genres all the time that it's hard to get something that, that flows from start to finish stylistically. But we've managed to tackle um, more like Kate Chinata, Goldling sounding projects, more like, um, I guess, Bryce and Tiller, trap heavy sounds, but we're still with soul elements to them. So a lot of what we do is um, enforced by live instrumentation and really soulful vocal scenes and things like that. So whatever we do, it's, not, it's never going to fall into that new wave hype rap style that I really don't like to be honest um, but I feel like artists like that he's working with like all day are doing really well with that kind of style you know there are there are artists that are, are showing us new and different ways of adapting the trap sounds we're so familiar with and proving that its life cycle will, will live on because I feel like if we keep sticking with what we're hearing from America and, and, and trying to get Australia on the map in a style that's already been been done um, that style will become stagnant really soon. So I'm just trying to keep things forward thinking and make sure we're bleeding in as many different references of, of genre as we can so that people that aren't primarily rap fans are going to hear it and, and be taken by it, you know. Um, and that goes to people who like soul or maybe folk, even stuff like that, or EDM projects, you know. that's They're, they're the kind of people we want to reach as much as hip-hop fans. But hip-hop fans, of course, are the target first and foremost. So I always sit back as, as a serious hip-hop head and judge my stuff objectively and make sure that, it, you know, it is on point flow-wise and lyrically and everything like that. So... It's cool to um yeah it's cool to stick it to like my ear that I've trained for a while now so hopefully hopefully people resonate with it as well as much as I do yeah awesome do you have like is there like a date set in stone or is it still no because um, we're still planning things out with the release <laughs> yeah. it's taking a bit of time and I don't want to rush it because it, it is my first project so um, I'm aiming for it to be out around October around that time um, I can definitely promise there'll be a single well before then that we yeah we'll tour maybe there'll be announcements and stuff but yeah the, the release of the EP I definitely want to handle well so we're just making sure everything comes together for that release. Um, so hopefully later in the year we'll see we'll see how we go alright well uh, speaking of singles you do have a new one which I is do, very yeah. exciting it's called Dynasty yeah uh, tell us a little bit about it I see you worked with Cam Bluff again he's yeah. been kind of producing the whole record definitely yeah um, yeah so Cam and I worked on this project uh, I'd say like mid last year around then um, and yeah, Dynasty was interesting because I, I decided that I wanted to, to have a track that was a bit more personal and shedding a bit more light on my story, but still remaining tight intricately and having that soul that we had in, in Rise, which was the song we dropped beforehand. Um, so Dynasty, it, it's a really uplifting feeling. And, and what we've done is mixed. Cam did like live turntables in this, so like live DJ scratching. There's like a live choir recorded. Um, and his grand piano chords, as, as always, are just like leading the emotion. And it's really cool. So yeah, so it's interesting for me because it's a lot more personal. Usually my lyrics are more abstract and implicit, but I did want to allude to certain things that um, happened in my life that I'm looking to shed light on with the project that's coming. Um, so it's, it's definitely a lot more personal in tone. I think you'll hear that emotion come through. And um, it, it's a great showcase of Cam's instrumentation because I feel like we found a really cool balance between his production and my delivery. And what we've done, at least in the chorus sections, is let his instrumentation shine through as opposed to having, you know, um, a, a vocalist over the top that would make it more of a pop track. It's definitely more just instrumentally led 
and um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully people get a good idea of what, what we're capable of and uh, what's coming because I think what comes after this is going to be a real shock to the system because this will definitely lead you in one direction and then we'll pull you one direction, definitely pull you in another. <laughs> Shouts Harry Styles. Um, yeah, so it's, it's great. It's really good fun to like drop something in this style and then have something next come out which is going to hit a lot harder. So it's, it's cool like leading people in a certain path that we've been producing now for like two years. So we have all these things kind of ruled out, which is cool. So yeah. Doing the old bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, occasionally, yeah. It's cool to shake things up. And especially live. That's been the funnest part. It's been like previewing tracks live. Like we first yeah. previewed this on the tour we did nationally in December for Rise. But this is the first time people heard that track. Um, so it's really cool to like have my drummer and I kind of like project these tracks live first and then like officially release them so people can see them first at shows, get familiar with the idea and then hear the full master and the full impact of the track. That's been like the coolest part for sure, I think. Yeah, cool. That kind of yeah. leads me into my next question. Okay. So you've got a couple of tracks on um, on Triple J on Earth. You've you've kind of yeah. released a couple of tracks to the world already. Uh, we on Rise and Dynasty. Yep. Are these tracks going to be on the EP, or are they kind of like in lead up to a completely different sort of <laughs> project? Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. It's it's tricky because um, so we on for starters, we on was like the first single I released last year um, at the start of the year, which was just like style that I wanted to get out I just wanted to put something yeah. out that was like cool and EDM and funky and cheeky as fuck um, which I really liked I was really proud of the project and Genesis Owusu killed it and the um the chorus is so cheeky it's just it's just a fun track and I really I'm really proud of it because it was just fun to make but but still really tighter than production you know the the, the Cajunata type synths that are in there Cam did so tightly it was really cool so yeah we put that out just as a release for for everyone um, and then yeah what followed with well Visions came next obviously we put that out mid-year um, and then yeah Rise and Dynasty and Visions they're kind of tied into the same project so they represent I'd say like part two of the project we're working on in the, in the same project so I do want to I do want one side to be quite alternative and one to be more trap heavy and bottom end heavy so what's going to follow Dynasty is going to be more uh, bottom end heavy more trappy and then these three tracks kind of tie together in their own way so it'll all be revealed how it ties together in the project because it does flow um, yeah. And and yeah, like sprinkles of my story are kind of uh, kind of tie them all together, which is what I'm going for. Um, so the the kind of cohesiveness of Pimp a Butterfly, for example, is a very broad example. Um, the t the tying together of that concept is definitely something I'm looking to achieve. Um, just in fluidity and to have it as, as as a piece of an album, not not so much a, th a three or four track, you know. Yeah. Run of singles, so yeah. Full piece of art. Definitely. Yeah. 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 There we go. A lot of things are still. Uh I guess shrouded in mystery. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but no, the, the tracks that we have live there now, I'm, I'm really proud of. I think they're really cool, and the response has been great. So I'm just, I'm just hoping that we can follow that with, with um, yeah, like I said, a more unexpected sound. So as, as opposed to finding a mold and delivering more tracks to that style, I really want to keep shaking things up stylistically with each release until this project comes, just to keep people interested. So you cite quite a few different influences and like as someone who's listened to a fair bit of your music I can definitely hear a lot of them um people like Thundercat, Catronada which you just name dropped before and yeah. like the kind of synths that you were going for sure. Leonard Cohen and of course Lupe Fiasco yeah uh what are some of the ways they've inspired you um Okay, I'm going to start that with Leonard Cohen because that's the most obscure reference that I, I give. <laughs> yeah, because uh, obviously we don't say anything alike. But he, he has this... I heard um, You Want It Darker the other day, that newer album. And I was shocked because I only heard his older stuff. But that was... Um, that was just a phenomenal project. That those like heavy bass lines and those like shaking percussive sounds. Um, it was a really dark, in, in, um, introspective exploration into certain things he was dealing with. So I think um, lyrically, I, I'd like to hold a balance between him and I as far as the way that he sheds light on his own kind of inner conflicts and things like that. Um, Rory was an influence that I discovered Rory maybe um, just over a year ago, and 
that was when we were when we were, we were dealing with rise at the time and i think a lot of his his imagery about god and the devil and faith and um infatuation and things like that really resonated heavily with me because i think that's a huge part of the genre that needs to be addressed by like you know more more lyrical rappers like him and I, I love that he did that because he's questioning you know the mainstream commercial style of rap that was so prominent and so shit on the most part um so i really i really wanted to align with that style and i think that the kind of sounds we use in rise and and the, the lyricism is definitely similar to something like devil's whisper which I took, I took a lot of influence from um so i think that yeah that the imagery that he has is great as well thundercat is just an all-around amazing producer so like everything he does i'm like god damn i just want to make music now um <laughs> And who were the who did they also list? Uh, you kind of touched on Kaytronada before yeah. with like the kind of instrumental and I yeah. guess production style. So Kaytronada is just me like bumping him in my car and being like, man, I just want to make that right now. <laughs> so that's that's that influence. It's just how contagious his energy is, and I think that yeah, we we definitely we take that style on, but we don't replicate it because um yeah, he's got his definitely he's got his own groove yeah. and it's so tight. So yeah, we take inspiration, but we don't we don't bite his style at all. So yeah, of course. Yeah. And I did throw in Lupe Fiasco because I remember yeah. when I saw you live. And you introduced Kick Push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, "Leave every ask." I gotta do that. Yeah, it's just it's just my ode to him, man, because that yeah. that was the record. Like I said, that was the yeah. record that showed me everything about the genre. Um, so yeah, we Kick Push is great. It's so much fun to do live. Um, and yeah, we'll probably do it tomorrow as well. We'll see how he goes. Yeah, it's so tight. It's just oh man, it's just a great song. Kick Push is crazy. It's just like the simplest concept, but it's so so masterfully done. And the the beat is just a straight loop. There's no yeah. variety in the beat at all. It just loops for four minutes. It's crazy dope. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. Um, so kind of a big, big picture question now. Whoa. Yeah. Here we Getting, go. Should have should have started with this one. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, what is it in music that you're working towards? Is there anything specific or is music more of a creative outlet rather than a long-term goal or career path? Sure. Well, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm navigating the career side of things completely independently for now. So that's just a, co- a constant learning curve that really I really enjoy. I love, um, I love networking personally and meeting people and discovering new things about the industry learning from artists and um the, the production team i work with like cam and, and kojo and and uh tony in melbourne jack the bear his name is these guys teach me so much about music that i'm um, yeah i'm just constantly excited by the people around me which is awesome as far as the, the strategic goal i really want to um create a, an alternative style of hip-hop that really speaks to people who hail from what i believe to be the best era of hip-hop that has passed of, of the early late 80s early 90s um, maybe mid-2000s around that time, but that golden era of hip-hop that everyone refers to, I don't feel like someone has captured the sounds of that era um, as as accurately as, as has been done in America. I don't think it's been done yet. And I do think that um, there there is a niche between the top level of Australian hip-hop that is Aussie, Aussie rap that does well really commercially and this kind of like, um, you know, the, the up-and-comers now, the new wave of people. I don't think there's a bridge between those two. There are certainly artists paving the way now that really excite me, like Barrow, Remy. Um, All Day's new album was a great, great leap forward sonically. Um, but I do feel like there is there is a, a really great opportunity for really well-produced alternative music that speaks to people from, like I said, soul and, and blues and jazz and uh, you, you know, maybe even rock, things like that, um, and working hip-hop in as a layer of that. So making, yeah, like a universal sound that really challenges what we've heard before, um, because it is so unique in the way the hip hop is is um, produced and the sounds we reference, I really want to want to produce something like that. So I think there's there's a really cool future ahead in what we're doing, and I really believe in the sound. And I'm just excited for people to hear what we've been working on uh, more recently because I feel like it'll have a, um, even maybe even more of an impact than what we're releasing now. So yeah, I'm excited for that for sure. Cool. And uh, 
I guess you kind of touched on um, how you're doing everything like solo at the moment. What does being an independent artist mean to you? I think it means just accepting a certain onus on on your own um, your own motivation and capacities. I think that like at the moment, I'm in a really good place where I'm I'm confident with my own capabilities for now. I do accept that I think very soon, um, you know, a, a stronger team will have to be in place for me to, to reach where I want to get to. Um, but for now, I'm, I'm just really enjoying being totally independent. And like I said, dealing with people face-to-face every step of the way, there's no one else speaking on behalf of me, no one speaking on my interests. I just directly get to engage with people. And I found that to be the best thing because really in music, it's just about making friends. Like that's all it is, just about being genuine with people. And I think that people who fail in this industry um, are the people that don't acknowledge that early on, the people who like, you know, address their wants early on and just try and use people. And it never, it never takes hold. It never works. And um, yeah, I, th- I think I've been lucky enough to work with and be surrounded by artists and, um, you know, managers and people like that who have um, instilled in me those qualities that are, that are hopefully going to put me in good stead. So yeah, it's exciting. And uh, I, yeah, I just love every aspect of it. There's nothing that I don't like that I do that's involved in music. It's all like, it's all fun. It all works into each other. And yeah, just a good time. Sin FM, you're in for a treat. My name is Kirkland and you're about to hear my brand new single, pretty much fresh off the press. This is called Dynasty. Um, this is a very personal alternative track. This blends uh, grand piano, live choir, live turntabling and a really jagged flow from me. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. My name is Kirkland and this is Dynasty. There gonna be no more kings in my city. Stripping gold from your crown till it never shines Today you bought me Nirvana but never mind And that was only the recipe for the crime When I came to overthrow it, the dynasty so divine To a young end, lost souls paving the way for the kid Are we the same man? I'm scared what my uncle did I watched him die for the weekend like Bella Hadid With that needle in my arm, I can't live not able You ain't came to me, he looked at me and said Your potential is bittersweet I said bite down, get a taste, smell victory over your breath Probably saw it all with the dynasty at my doorstep I'm trying to see it, but I'm lost in the mystery But now we hear new leaders of the dynasty I'm holding on to what I know wasn't meant to be But now we hear new leaders of the dynasty But am I only enslaved when I idolize kings that I hail? The same ambition make me high, got me destined to fail. The molly great, but you're only as high as you fail. I'm about to roll one for the martyrs and never exhale. I walk among the ashes, those blacker than my Jordans. They caught a hour riches, freedom was more important. I'm still in mornings where this life has got an infamy. Never have a stomach, so my inner demons in for me. Boys sing for me, I'm too hoarse while I'm dying of thirst. I feel I always question love without trying it first. I got these voices in my head, but the quiet's the worst. Success is still the only thing that's gonna silence my nerves. The same feel was guilt from the ten. They warned us from the start. All I would see was the end. The old soul, we're lifting it now. I can't run, homie. We in the gift of it now. Grave now, God's bleed, we ain't the same now. Closed minds finally made out. Best believe it all happened that we planned out. The old hands hold the victory. The rest fled in the mystery. I can't leave, they'll be missing me. Spent my life in waiting now to overthrow the dynasty. Over, over, overthrow the dynasty. Over, over, overthrow the dynasty. Over, 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 over